Hey there, welcome back to the Wedding Blueprint Podcast. It's your friend, Robert Starkey from Havasu Wedding Entertainment, ready to chat about all things wedding and music. You know I love to share insider tips, advice, and all those little secrets that help make your big day truly special. No matter where you are in your wedding planning journey, I'm here with you every step of the way. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. This is The Wedding Blueprint. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your host, Robert, with The Wedding Blueprint. And if you haven't already tuned into some of our past episodes, go back and listen. The last two episodes that I did were the weekend backspin where I cover uh, the Chamber of Commerce event and the event that I did out in Parker. So go back and listen to those. Some fun that we had there. And in one of our other podcasts, I also talked about the importance of teaming up with vendors in the industry. And I'm very proud to have a esteemed professional with me here today, our first guest of the show, because the other ones have been solo. So with me today is Randy Zamora, and she is a professional wedding coordinator welcome to the show randy thank you robert and you're very sweet you oversold me that's for sure no 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 <laughs> no see you have to be the expert because you're on my show and people count on that when they listen they want to know who the experts are and that's why you're here so um so randy give us a little bit of history what got you into being a wedding planner and how'd you get started well to be honest with you it started many moons ago when i was just a little one no just kidding it was actually my florist from my wedding back in orange county california who was doing my wedding and she worked at a hotel and said she needed help and i became her wedding coordinator assistant and 30 some odd years later i am now uh, my own business at randy z events planning weddings and social events as well too now you just like myself got started in california as well yep absolutely and so what i like to brag about when i tell people that story is and i'm sure you share this as well is that you know when you're competing against hundreds if not thousands of the same industry professionals you have to elevate yourself to a higher level absolutely and so you know obviously you bring that expertise with you to lake havasu i do and i think the difference is to be honest with you is because i care because i ask questions and i listen to their answers you know a lot of coordinators kind of get a little bit jaded um, and they kind of just steamroll over the bride and not listen to what she's saying. It's just easier to do it very um, by the book all the time. And as you know, brides are very particular, they're very unique, and they have their own ideas. And yeah. We're supposed to listen to that. Right, right. And of course, you know, how in Havasu, we don't have that much competition, which is great. You know, there's, there's others that are, uh, you know, they, they do everything. And um, then there's yourself where you're just a wedding coordinator. That's what you do. And so you specialize in niche in that field. And so you work with other vendors and that's how you, that's how you make the events happen. It's nice when someone, when you plan a wedding and you have a wedding planner who plans everything for you, she knows what she's doing. So you, you, the bride has a 40 hour a week job and you have your own life. Whereas I, this is what I do for a living. So this is what I dedicated my days and my life to is your wedding. So that's what I concentrate on. And it helps when you have vendors because I can rely on those vendors and I know they'll show up. I know that they're, you know, within what the bride wants and um, I know they're easy to talk to. So I don't have to worry so much and then I can concentrate on the bride. Right. So what are some of the first couple things that you consider when you're planning a wedding? Um, Usually I'll ask them, obviously, how many people, where is it going to be at, and what's the date? And naturally, the big question is, is the budget. 
um, because I always ask them too is, is as you know, some brides um, are very, um, what's the word? Um, they want to handle everything. Mm -hmm. So I always ask them the first things first. How involved do you want me to be? Do you want me to be there just the day of or do you want me to handle everything? You know, from, you know, planning your day to talking to your aunts and uncles and who's going to be the baker and scheduling your timeline and your finances. Or do you just need me to be the day of to kind of hold your hand and, you know, make sure you get down the aisle and your first dance is happening with the, to the DJ. Right, right. So they can be, a, they can have you as hands-on as much as or as little as they want. Absolutely. And that's what, that's the first thing I ask them, especially because if they have a certain idea in mind, again, you need to listen. And if that bride is a very controlling person who likes to control everything, well, then maybe I'm just there for the day of because she doesn't want to let things go. And I understand. You know, that's what I'm there for. Yeah. They got a lot on their plate. That's <laughs> why they need you. <laughs> Absolutely. So how do you tailor the wedding to the couple's unique story and personality? Like we said, getting to know them, asking them questions. You know, what's their favorite color? Who, how many are in the bridal party? Who, you know, do they have vendors already? What kind of cake do they want? What, what's their favorite flower? You know, um, do they envision getting married on a pontoon boat in the channel? Or, you know, do they want to get married at the Iron Wolf overlooking the lake? So it really just, that's my job is to ask the question and then I fit it based on what they say. So if they want something, you know, that's in the channel, then no, I'm not going to have them over at, you know, an Airbnb because they just want to be down at the channel and partying. So you just have to listen to them. Right. Right. Good. Can you share with us one or two of the most unique or memorable weddings that you've planned? Absolutely. Um, I've been doing this a really long time, so I've seen a lot. And I think the most unique one I had was, was in Newport Beach, and um, the bride didn't know she was getting married. And the groom planned everything, and he invited all the guests, he picked out the flowers, he um, chose the cake, he chose the photographer. And I kind of was like, well, how is she going to know? And he's like, well, I'm bringing her down to the beach for engagement pictures. And little does she know that she's going to be getting married that day. Well, she was very, very surprised, a little hysterical because, I mean, she didn't get to plan her, her wedding. Mm. She didn't get to pick her colors. She didn't get to pick all her friends. He did everything. So um, that was definitely a unique wedding, that's for sure. Wow. <laughs> that is very unique. <laughs> So with that comes the next question I have for you then, which is what are some unexpected challenges that you faced as a wedding planner? Un, well, challenging is, is brides, to be honest with you. I call them challenges because they are challenges because brides are very unique and they want to be unique and they want to be original. So everything that they have an idea of, I try to basically follow through as much as I can. Um, naturally, their budget might come into a little bit, but you know, when they've seen ideas on Pinterest or they've seen, you know, Martha Stewart's catalog, you know, we kind of have to do the best we can to, you know, make that happen. But, you know, sometimes we have to talk about it a little bit and sometimes we compromise and that's when I talk to the vendors and see if maybe they can be a little bit more flexible on, you know, their flowers or how tall the cake is or, you know, how many bridesmaids they have. So, yeah. So sometimes there are last minute changes. How, how do you go about handling those? Piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's always changes. With weddings, you have to be very fluid um, because there always is changes. As you know, ceremonies run late. Um, you know, flowers are starting to droop. You know, the cake isn't there yet. Um, you know, the first dance is being postponed because dinner's not done yet. So you just have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to um, communicate with all the other vendors and make sure you keep up with the staff and you, you know you let them know well we're gonna hold off on dinner or you know um, 
they want to cut the cake later because they're going to do a money dance. So you just have to be able to, um, I guess, just like I said, listen to them and, you know, and make sure you keep in touch with all your vendors and, and communicate with the bride and groom because maybe they want to do something different than the schedule we made, you know, three weeks ago. So you have to be able to change. Okay. What would you say are some of your top tips for brides and grooms to reduce wedding planning stress? Hmm. Have an idea. Have a plan. Um, normally, like I said, first questions I always ask are, you know, what's your date? How many people? And, um, you know, what's your budget? Because it's kind of like what I always tell brides. A really good rule of thumb is if you spend all of your money on flowers, for example, then you're going to be serving hot dogs and hamburgers for dinner because you can't spend all your money on everything. you got to have some priorities. So that's where I kind of talk to them about what's really important to them, and then we kind of build from there. Okay. And how do you help couples to stick to their budget? Um, when they... You've obviously heard the term, you know, sometimes brides have champagne taste on a beer diet. Um, it's very true. So you politely steer them, you know, a different way. So whether or not you have suggestions on, you know, maybe their cake doesn't have fondant and it has whipped icing instead. Um, you know, maybe as far as, you know, their, their church services, they don't have the limo and just drive themselves, you know. So, so you kind of just have to figure out what it is they want and what's important and, you know, what you can get away with. And I also, too, is I do talk to the vendors. You know, I talk to the vendors and ask them, can you do this instead? Or what are your suggestions? Because I'm always open to what other people have to say, too, because it's not just me. It's a team. So that's what we're all supposed to do. Now, speaking of team, I'm going to give a shameless plug for our Havasu Wedding Pros group, Absolutely. which you're a member of. Absolutely. And so that's a, one of the ways that we help together. Mm -hmm. We help our brides save money is by offering discounts because we like working with our other team members. And, and so when we... Very beneficial. Havasu Wedding Pros has been very beneficial because, like I said, it's a group that I rely on heavily and I can always depend on them to call my brides back or me or, you know, communicate with me what's going on. And um, I've had nothing but good things about Havasu Wedding Pros as far as, um, you know, the leads that I get as far as for the brides. And sometimes, you know, even if I can't help them, I'm always still willing to give them to the DJ, give mm -hmm. them to the florist, give them to the baker. Because just because I can't help them doesn't mean that the rest of the group at Havasu Wedding Pros can't help them. So it's a group effort. Right. Yeah. I've been in the same boat. Yep. I know exactly how that goes. Yep. It's all about helping the client at the end of the day. I mean, even if it's not me doing their services. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like you said, Havasu is a small town. So, you know, you don't have a lot of resources here, especially like you had mentioned. There's not a lot of wedding coordinators here. And I pride myself on being one of the ones that is very professional and knows what they're doing. And you can call and ask me anytime. Mm -hmm. I get calls and texts and emails all day long every day. And I will always answer. I will always show up. And I will always be there for you and the bride as well. Absolutely. So are there any late new trends that are happening that you've seen? Um, bright, vibrant colors. Brides oh. are very big into bright, vibrant colors. They're very big into photo booths. They're very big into 360 photo booths so quite a bit. They like dessert stations quite a bit. Um, we're kind of, you know, getting away from the natural look and kind of, you know, being a little bit more unique and their ideas and their and their colors as well too. So just because we're in Havasu doesn't mean everything has to be desert and be brown and be, you know, sandy and, you know, candles. We can always do the big, beautiful, vibrant flowers. And, and I think that's what Havasu wants is to elevate their weddings. And that's what they come here for is to be wowed even in Havasu. Right. Right. 
What's your advice to couples who are considering a destination wedding for Lake Havasu? I love it. Um, just make sure that you have an idea because unfortunately though with half excuse me unfortunately with destination weddings it is a little bit more stressful and that's where i think a wedding planner is definitely the key because you're now going someplace else and you're putting everything on that person's hands to do since you're not there for like the day-to-day questions and answers and to go see the venue and stuff like that so having a wedding planner helps alleviate um all those little necessary questions because the bride and groom don't know what questions to ask. They don't know what things are supposed to be like. So it helps when you have, you know, an experienced wedding planner that that can kind of guide them in, hey, you know, does the ceremony seat, you know, seat 50 people or does it seat two people, you know, so it kind of helps to know, you know, what you're dealing with. Okay. What would you say your most unforgettable save the day moment from your career as a wedding planner has been? I'd probably say it'd have to be... Huh, the usual, the wedding cake. The wedding cake is always very, very important, especially to the bride, because she was very particular when she chose her cake six months ago, and she chose a certain flavor, and she had a different style, and it just didn't happen the way that she asked it to be, and it wasn't her vision. And so typically what happens is, is I'll go to the baker. I'll call the baker or get the baker over there, and they'll fix it. And that's exactly what she did, and she was able to kind of... Um, rework the cake a little bit and redo the frosting and we put you know more fresh flowers on it and um she loved it so and no one was a wiser good awesome <laughs> you're listening to the wedding blueprint your friendly guide through the wedding planning process brought to you by your friend robert that's me from Havasu wedding entertainment stick around i've got a lot more to share So I know that sometimes when we deal with weddings, we deal with the in-laws who feel like they're going to control the event. Um, and it can some, ca- sometimes cause disagreements either between them and their family members or even the future bride and groom. So when you ha- how do you handle disagreements between couples or between their families as a wedding planner? I love it um, because that's every time. That's every wedding. At, every bride and groom has those parents or those grandparents or those aunt and uncles who had the better DJ or I had, you know, the mother's sister's brother who made a cake better than, you know, they do or I can get these flowers for cheaper at Costco. And hmm. there's a reason, you know, so you hire these professionals because they know what they're doing. They are at the top of their game and their flowers are not going to wilt after five minutes or you're going to have a DJ that's going to get guests on the dance floor and get them dancing. Um, so honestly, I just listen to them. I listen to what they have to say. They just want to, you know, they want to vent. And I always tell my brides and grooms, I'm there for them. So regardless of what anybody has to say, I still talk to them. I turn to them. I go to them for their final answers. And I always tell them, I'll be more than happy to be your buffer, you know, between your family. Mm -hmm. Because you already have a lot going on. You don't need to be like totally enthralled by someone who has a better DJ than you. Or this florist will be here in five minutes you know what, that's okay. And that's what I tell the brides and grooms is, is I'll just be in the middle of it and I'll deal with the brunt of it and it's no problem. I love that. Because at the end of the day, you get to step out of the picture. You're not you're, you're not the bad guy anymore. I mean, that's right. I'm only there for the day. I love it. I love it. How can you ensure uh, couples that their wedding remains memorable? <sighs> you know, I try to tell them they need to breathe and they need to enjoy and be in the moment because they get so stressed out the day of that they forgot that you know um the vows that they just told because they were so busy stressing out because 
over here in the corner, you know, the, the ring bearer forgot to carry his pillow. That's what I'm there for is remember all that small little stuff. So you can remember that day. And I always tell them, be present because mm -hmm. it happens at 150 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden the next day it's dropped to zero and they go into like postpartum depression because Randy, what happened to a year's worth of planning? And then all of a sudden it's gone. And I get it. And that's why I try to tell them, make sure you enjoy the cake that you chose. And, you know, make sure the cake, the tasting that you have for your dinner, you actually got to have the steak. You know, was it everything we did six months ago? So um, I just always try to tell them. And that's where I kind of come in is if I need to help them and remind them, you know, to have a drink or, you know, have your cake. I'm there to do everything. You just need to be present. Yeah, it's so true. And I, I'm right there with you. I tell clients, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to lead you every step of the way because you next, you, I mean, you said your vows one minute and mm -hmm. next you know it's over. It's your last yep. dance. Absolutely. It goes by so fast for them. It does. And it's, and it's a too bad too is because, you know, they spend a lot of time and effort and money on all this and they really should enjoy it. And they should have the pictures to prove it as well too. And that's why I think photography is a really important key because, you know, in 10 years, you're going to look back at those pictures and um, can't just do it like on a little Kodak, you know, disposable camera. I think a photographer is what's really important because those are the pictures you're always going to have. Right. Right. Can you discuss the importance of a plan B in wedding planning? Mm, you mean like, for example, the weather? <laughs> Very unpredictable <laughs> sometimes, especially this year. Um, yeah, and it's kind of funny you say that because, um, you know, there have been a couple times I've worked in Orange County where I've had no backup, and so I've been very lucky to, weather has cooperated, but um, knock on wood, it's been, what, 30, oh, 30 some odd years, I've never had a problem with a wedding and weather, but yes, we always have backup just in case, and sometimes we have to pivot, but I do kind of make the bride and grooms aware, you know, this might happen, so be prepared for that, so Naturally, it's a hard conversation to have because their dream is to have it at the water overlooking the lake. But if it's monsoon weather, well, then it is what it is and we get a tent and or remove it inside of the reception. But also, too, is, is I try to leave it at the very beginning when we book the wedding. You know, if they want to book in August in Havasu, well, that's not exactly the best time to book. Um, you know, because as we know, it gets pretty hot here. So I kind of try to ask them, is there a reason why you want to book in August in Havasu or can we push it to, you know, the fall? And you give good reasons, and most of the time, you know, they'll listen to you. They have, you know, they have, they, they want to be happy, so we don't want to be miserable. Yeah, and I think having that plan B conversation right up front mm. helps because if you have to have that conversation again later, yeah. it's not like it's unexpected. We already talked about that. Absolutely, yeah. I'm very big on being transparent and, you know, sharing everything with them and letting them decide what they want to do. So I don't believe in holding anything back on the brides and grooms. It's my job to fill them with all the information that I know and then they can do what they want with it. Yeah. So when working with a wedding planner, how early should couples start planning their wedding? Well, um, as you know, in Havasu, we have a, a different wedding season than we do like in Orange County. Orange County, you can book all year round, whereas in Havasu, obviously, as we know, summertime is not the time to be booking weddings here. So with here, you definitely have to book a year out because as you know, we only have so many months in a year. And so those dates book up fast and or, um, you know, if they're willing to go to a Friday or a Sunday, that always helps as well, too. But like I said, I would say definitely a year. Okay. Can you share some most common misconceptions people have about hiring a wedding planner? Um, they think they're not necessary. They think they can do it themselves. They think that mom's brother, sister's aunt can do it and um, it doesn't cost any money. But the problem is, is that I kind of try to tell people is, is that, 
your aunt's in the wedding. She's going to be in your family pictures. So, you know, your aunt can't, you know, make the wedding cake and be in the wedding at the same time. When your family's getting involved making your centerpieces, then it takes away from what you have going on for your wedding that day. Whereas the wedding planner, she's a third party. She's not connected to the family or anything. So she's able to focus on everything the bride and groom are asking for. So the family can concentrate on the family and the bride and groom. Right. Yeah, definitely. It makes sense. You right. you want them to live in the moment too, be in the moment. You do. And, you know, I'm there for the peace of mind. I'm not there to cause them more stress, you know, no more anxiety. You know, that's, that's why they hire me because um, they don't want to have to think about it, to be honest with you. It's up to me to call them. It's me to email them. It's me to, you know, ask them the questions. I don't expect them to know everything. And that's what they hire me for is to know everything. Right. Yeah, you've got the experience. Absolutely. For, for them, it's their first wedding. Thank God I haven't had a repeat customer. Good. <laughs> but you'd, you'd welcome it with open arms. <laughs> <That's> just... Sure. <laughs> um, so technology these days, have you uh, experienced any tools or are there any tools that you'd recommend to a client? Like, oh, um, Some of them, they'd like to do the Evite invitations rather than actually printing invitations and mailing them in the mail. Um, sometimes I think it's a little bit impersonal, but a lot of brides are really big on that because they're trying to save money. So they do do the invite invitations. Um, again, also too, like we said, the photo booth. Photo booths are a really big thing, but also the 3D photo booths seem to be a really big thing right now too, which everybody's really excited about. Um, other than that, I mean, I think it's been honestly up to you, the DJ, as far as you know what you're providing as well too, because you guys always evolve too, and you always have so much to offer. And it's way more than I ever knew about. And so that's where I rely on you, the DJ or, you know, the video or the photography. What's new and improved that, you know, is going to make their pictures or their music better? Yeah. Now, I don't have a lot of experience on this. So I'm asking you as a wedding coordinator, this website, The Knot, have you had any experience with that? Yes, Uh, I have. What type of resources does that offer clients? Is that a good thing, a bad thing? What's your thoughts personally? The Knot is a very large bridal um, resource magazine. Um, Again, it was used a lot in Orange County, especially. Um, Here, it doesn't really um, behoove us a whole lot because since Havis is such a small town, um, it can't really utilize everybody that we have here. Um, The Knot gives you a lot of ideas. Um, It's it's a great resource for the brides, but it doesn't focus on Havasu too much. Mm-hmm. Because again, being a small town, so yeah, that's where you rely on me. I'm not on the knot, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, I know that there's been a couple clients I've had where they've gotten their RSVPs on the knot, or mm-hmm. they've got a, a a wedding shopping list. If you ever go buy us a gift, go to our not the knot page and. Yeah, and That's brides right. are very resourceful. Brides know what they want as far as the registry and as far as where they get their ideas from. And that's why I say Pinterest can be very scary because Pinterest is huge as far as ideas. And unfortunately, you know, we sometimes we have to be realistic about what we can and can't do in a short amount of time. But um, the knot is, like I said, it is a very big resource for, like you said, wedding invitations and toasting glasses and cake knives. Um, you know, but also too is using the internet. You want to talk about, you know, how electronics and, you know, how, how things have progressed. Internet is huge. Mm -hmm. You can find anything on the internet. Yeah. That was actually going to lead into my next question, which is how has the industry changed since you started? Really? Um, what's changed since I started? Um, you know, the brides have gotten more, um, involved. Okay. Whereas... 
30 years ago, it, it, it was very simple. You know, whereas now they're very involved, especially since there's so much information that you can pull from. Whereas back then it was very simple. It was very easy. Um, but it's kind of funny. The basics and the kind of the nuts and bolts of the wedding is always the same. It's just a matter of their ideas and their spin on what they want to do for their wedding. Let's face it. Same thing with DJs, right? DJs have always been there. It's just a matter of now what services are they offering compared to what they did back then. Right. You know, back then it was very simple. It was, you know... It was the usual, your first dance, your money dance, your, you know, your your garden bouquet toss, and then, you know, your cake. And it was always just kind of the same thing over and over again. Whereas you guys have broadened those horizons. You've given them more information to go with and more ideas to go with, which is I think is wonderful, which we didn't have that back then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and our industry alone has changed a lot. I mean, not that it was my era, but, I mean, look back, tape decks, mm -hmm. record players, cassette tapes. CDs. Now my 16-year-old, if I show him a CD case, he doesn't even know how to open it. Right. <laughs> so I mean, it was CD. What's that, Dad? Oh my gosh! And that's that's what's funny because I'm thoroughly impressed with you know obviously I've worked with you for weddings and one of the the things that you do is about like taking the selfies with all of the the group in the room and all the guests and you get you get the guests so interactive with the bride and groom and everybody gets to be the bride and groom because as you know everybody wants the bride and groom's attention. And it's, it's great, this little game that you play with making um, these selfies with everybody. And you give them 30 seconds, and they're running around the room. And all the guests are trying to get in the bride and groom's face, and the bride and groom are just running around trying to get as many people as possible. And I'm thoroughly impressed. With 150 people in a room, and they manage to get every single body in there. You know what? It's awesome because it just makes a lot of memories. And, it and it's some Absolutely. photos that your photographer or your videographer is not going to get. Nope, I agree. But I always include them. I always let the photographer and the videographer know, hey, this is something that we do here at Havasu Wedding Entertainment, and this is how it works, so you're right. ready to go. And yep. just seeing them capturing the moment of everything that's happening and such. And Yeah. And, and, I, and it's nice because it's something a little bit more candid, not something so opposed all the time. So it's really neat to see them in their element. Yeah, yeah. So just sneak peek for those that are listening to our podcast. That's called the selfie game. It's a little hidden secret oh. that Havasu <laughs> Wedding Entertainment has never exposed to any bride or oh. groom prior to a show. Oh. Yeah, prior to their event. So when I ask them, just so you know, when I ask them, I say, I've got this thing I do, and you just have to trust me. Do you trust me? And they say, yeah. And then they get it, and then, and they love it. They love it. So oh, hope it no, no, you know what? It's a little sneak peek for those. That, if you're listening... Have me do the selfie game at your wedding. Hire me to do your wedding, and, and you'll, we'll do the selfie game, and you'll love it. I totally agree. Like I said, you're very interactive with the guests, and you guys can't go wrong with booking Robert. You know, I've, you know, House Entertainment, they've been around a long time. He's been here for a really long time, so you can't go wrong. And that's why I, you know, I joined this group, because um, they all know what they're doing. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. So what's one piece of advice you wish every couple knew before planning their wedding? If we haven't covered it already, it's a final <laughs> One question. One piece of advice. Um, I would say make sure that you both are you know, on the same page of what you want um, and make sure you communicate that with each other. And, and don't, you know, don't argue about it because you know, it's supposed to be a great time. And just because you know, the bride wants pink and the groom wants purple, you, know, I mean, you guys can have the best of both worlds. We'll incorporate both of them. So it doesn't have to be hard. So you know, it's supposed to be a fun time. And just remember that because... The last 72 hours is the most stressful, and I don't want that to happen. So, again, that's why you have a planner to kind of make sure that everything runs smoothly. Awesome. Anything else that we didn't cover on the questions that you want to address? Uh, um, you know, I would just say to anybody who's getting married, good luck. You know, I would love to help you out. You know, um, 
lots of great ideas and like I said is is when you're hiring a planner make sure that you know you're comfortable with her and you can communicate with her and she's listening to what you're saying and she calls back and you know and she doesn't cause you stress the day of the wedding because that's not what's supposed to be about you know because I'm not there to um, sit down with your guests and have dinner I'm there to make sure that I'm there cutting the cake or making sure you as the DJ is you know knowing that the first dance is coming up next you know that's that's what my job is there for so um, just keep that in mind when you're looking for a coordinator because I'll be more happy to help awesome now here's the best part here's where you get to give our listeners the contact information for you Again, my name is Randy Zamora, and the name of my business is randyzevents.com, and that's Randy, R-A-N-D-I, and then Z is in zebra. So look me up. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I would love to be able to talk to you. You know, even if it doesn't work out with you and I, you can ask me anything you want, and we're happy to help. Well, that's great to hear. Randy, thank you so much for being a guest on our show. You're very welcome, Robert. I look forward to seeing you. Yeah, and uh, stay tuned. we got a lot more uh, episodes coming up. Um, we have a full lineup. I'm going to include Randy's information on the info page uh, on our website. Our website address is theweddingblueprintpodcast.com. Go to the website. You'll see show notes, um, and you'll see Randy's contact information. And I'm going to take a photo selfie with us so you'll even see Randy. <laughs> So you'll get to know who you're working with before you even hire. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your night. Bye, guys. And this wraps up another episode of The Wedding Blueprint. I hope you're walking away with some fresh ideas and insight for your big day. To revisit any of my podcasts or to drop me a line with your burning questions, head over to theweddingblueprintpodcast.com. And while you're there, don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe for more wedding wisdom and share the love with your friends who are also on their wedding planning journey. Remember, from first dance to last call, I've got your wedding covered. Thanks for tuning in and until next time, keep the love and the music going.